Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be giving you my WNBA season preview. All the teams, I'll break down each and every team and all those good things. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we are back. It's your boy GD, and we're going to do our WNBA season preview. We're going to talk about the teams here and expectations and all that sort of stuff and all the news that goes along with that. So let's get into it, shall we? So we are going to start, and what I'm going to do. I ranked them 1 through 12. We'll start with the top team and then we'll work our way down. All right, so let us start with the defending champs, the Las Vegas Aces. And they're stacked once again, guys, so they're not going anywhere. They are coached by Becky Hammond. And their projected starters are, of course, Aja Wilson, last year's MVP as well as defensive player of the year and she led the league in a few categories here blocks total rebounds she led the league she was second in rebounding average fifth in scoring yeah she did her thing that's for sure so Asia Wilson she leads the way amongst the starters and then you add a Candace Parker that can never hurt Got her via free agency from the Chicago Sky. Then you have Jackie Young. Jackie Young, she was third in three-pointers made. And then you have Kelsey Plum. The Plum Dog, of course. She was first in three-pointers. Oh, I'm sorry. Jackie Young was fifth in three-point percentage. Kelsey Plum, she was first in field goals made. She was 7th in 3-point percentage, ninth in assists, and 2nd in scoring in the league. So, Kelsey Plum with a fantastic year. And then, of course, they're led by their point guard, Chelsea Gray, who was 4th in the league in assists and steals. And she was pure money down the stretch, guys. She had a fantastic playoffs as well. So, your key bench players... Requana Williams, Kia Stokes, who did a fantastic job filling in for De'Arica Hamby last year. Also, via free agency, you brought in Alicia Clark. Got her from the Washington Mystics. Sydney Colson, and then their young player, Kirsten Bell. So, on the plus side for the Aces, they're the defending champs. And you get to add veterans like CP3, well, the CP3 of the WNBA, and Alicia Clark. So you add veterans like that, of course, that's going to help matters. Their minuses, the only thing that could stop them is themselves. Complacency, that can do it, and other distractions, of which I'll be talking about shortly. So I expect them to finish first overall. Provided there aren't too many distractions and pretty much they go through the season unscathed. But 
let us now talk about a bit of bad news for the Aces. There was an investigation done concerning Dierica Hamby. Well, what happened was, here's how it went down. Supposedly, Coach Becky Hammond asked Dierica Hamby about her pregnancy. I guess trying to pinpoint when she was coming back, so on and so forth. Of which Hamby took exception to. And then, not too long after, Hamby gets traded to the... Los Angeles Sparks, which actually freed up money for them to sign Candace Parker and Alicia Clark. So, with that said, the league investigated it. Took a quite a bit of months, guys, from when she put it on Instagram and expressed her disappointment. She felt betrayed. She felt the fact that she was questioned about it and so on and so forth. So the league investigated it, talked to 33 people. Aces were given the chance to have someone from their organization speak on the matter. They chose not to. And actually, one former ace did actually speak to the league, and that was Liz Cambridge. She was a former Las Vegas ace as well, so they talked to her. So, the league decides that they're going to rescind their 2025 first round pick. And then also, Coach Becky Hammond, she'll be suspended for two games. The franchise violated league rules regarding impermissible player benefits and workplace policies. So, basically, two separate cases here. So, you have the one case with the impermissible player benefits, and that had to do with them signing those free agents after, oh, I'm sorry, promises of impermissible benefits during contract extension negotiations with De'Erica Hamby. So, they kind of made promises that they didn't keep and ended up trading her. And then the other part, the workplace policy part, they violated the respect in the workplace violation. And that's from Becky Hammond questioning Hamby about her pregnancy. So, so that's the way it shook out. The Aces in full support of Becky Hammond. This is what they said in a statement. We are committed to supporting all of our players to the fullest extent allowed by the WNBA. Our actions have always been consistent with our responsibility to hold ourselves to the highest professional standard. And the facts we presented were consistent with these standards. The well-being of our players and their families has and always will be at the forefront of who we are. The WNBA's determinations about Becky Hammond are inconsistent with what we know and love about her. Becky is a caring human being who forges close personal relationships with her players. We stand behind Coach Hammond as she continues to lead the Las Vegas Aces. On the other hand, the WNBA Players Association, they weren't too pleased with the outcome and said it missed the mark. And this is what they said. Where in this decision does this team or any other team across the league learn the lesson that respect in the workplace is the highest standard and a player's dignity cannot be manipulated? 
incidents of misconduct by a team staff cannot always be compared, but recent penalties imposed by the league and the honest view of the facts demonstrate that this penalty is far from appropriate. While taking away a future draft pick is significant and had never been done in the league's history, it penalizes a future player by removing the opportunity to compete for a job, which actually, that's true. And the Players Association will be considering the decision that was made and exploring all available remedies. So they're looking at their options coming out of that. Becky Hammond denies it. And she basically says, basically that she disagrees with the decision that was made. And that in her dealings with Hamby, they were basically on the up and up. And she dealt according to league policy. So Becky Hammond to miss, to be suspended two games. So she'll miss two of the 40 games. So that's the way that shook out, guys. All right. So with that said, let us move on. The second team I'll talk about, my team that's ranked second, is the New York Liberty. The New York Liberty, coached by Sandy Brondello. This is her second season there, 10th overall. The projected starters are Jonquel Jones, who they got via a trade from the Connecticut Sun. Brianna Stewart, the big free agent that they got in the offseason from the Seattle Storm. Sabrina Onescu, of course. She was third in the league in assists, by the way. Oh, by the way, Brianna Stewart led the league in scoring. Bethany Laney, she's also amongst the starters. And Courtney Vandersloot, who they got via free agency from the Chicago Sky. She had been in concussion protocols. I'm pretty sure she'll clear that and be able to play in the opening game. And she was second in the league in assists, by the way. So, Liberty, very loaded. And then on their bench, they have Marie Johannes. And she was fourth in the league in three-point percentage. Also, you have Stephanie Dolson, Han Zhu, the center that they have, who's really like a stretch center. She was third in the league in three-point percentage. And also Kayla Thornton as well. So the pluses are obviously adding someone like a Jonquel Jones, a former league MVP, you add her via trade, and then another league MVP you got via free agency, and that's Brianna Stewart. And Brianna Stewart is a championship player too, but you got a championship point guard as well in Vandersloot via free agency. So the minus is how soon will all the pieces mesh? That is under the guidance of Coach Brondello. She's going to have to make all this work, guys. She likes her veterans, so she's going to have to mix and match, and, and we'll see what happens from there. I expect a motivated Sabrina Inescu. I expect her to really be locked in this season. And again, how John Quell plays off of Brianna, I'll be interested to see that. And how Courtney runs this offense from the point guard position as well. 
I think all in all, the cream will rise to the top and the Liberty will be amongst the league leaders in that regard. Just a touch behind the aces, I think. Let us move on to the third team that I ranked here, and that is the Washington Mystics. The Washington Mystics, coached by Eric Tibault, and he is the son of Mike Tibault, the longtime Mystics coach. So this is Eric's first year as the coach there. So he watched under his dad, so he inherited the reins to the squad. Your projected starters... Shakira Austin, who had a fine rookie season. She was actually eighth in the league in field goal percentage. Then you have Elena Deladon, who you're going to have for a full season, guys. Last season, she was load managed to the fullest. Last year, oh, by the way, she was ninth in the league in scoring. She was 10th in blocks. So you're going to get a full season out of Elena Deladon, and I'll be interested to see how she does in that regard. She is such a fantastic player. I expect big things from her. You also have Ariel Atkins, Brittany Skye, who was first in the league in steals, in terms of total steals and steals per game. And then, of course, your floor general, Natasha Clow, who was first in assists, by the way. On your bench, Amanda Zehu B, also Tiana Hawkins as well. They had picked up Emily Exler from the Indiana Fever, but they ended up waving her. I'll get into the players being waved once I'm done with the teams. So, your pluses, again, a full training camp for Elena Deladon. That's a good thing. And then, of course, the growth of Shakira Austin. That's going to be key as well for them. The minus for them, do they have enough bench depth? That is the question. So we'll see how that plays out. But I fully expect the Mystics to be right there amongst the top tier teams for this year. I fully expect that. And we'll see what the season brings for them. Fourth team, the Dallas Wings, coached by first-year coach Latricia Trammell. And their starters project as Tara McCowan, their fine center there. They also got via trade Natasha Howard from the New York Liberty. Oh, by the way, Tara McCowan, she was third in field goal percentage. And she was first in offensive rebounds as well. So she is one who's active on the offensive glass. Also via trade, Diamond Shields, But she's going to be out indefinitely, guys, with a knee injury. So they say she's going to have to take a little more time. So we'll see what happens there. Who fills in as a starter? I imagine it'll probably be the rookie probably stepping up, Maddie Segris. That remains to be seen. And then the rest of your backcourt, of course, Arike Angupawale, who was fourth in scoring in the league, by the way, ninth in steals, Crystal Dangerfield as well. And then your bench, like I said, Maddie Segris will probably start in the absence of the shield, which makes sense. 
Sato Sabali, also Lou Lopez Sinachal, their rookie coming out of UConn. But actually, she's going to be out six to eight weeks, guys. So that'll probably put her at the earliest, probably the beginning of July. But I probably would say mid-July, probably you'll get her back. So, And another rookie as well, Ashley Jones, coming off your bench. Pluses for the Dallas Wings, the trades for Howard and the Shields provided the Shields is able to come back from that knee injury and the strong draft they had as well. So those are on the plus sides. On the minus side, the new coach, Latricia Trammell, blending all that talent together. So that'll be the challenge for her. But I see the Dallas Wings taking a step forward, provided Trammell's able to fit all the pieces together and make this club go. So I'm expecting some good things in Dallas. Then the 15, the Connecticut Sun, coached by Stephanie White. She's now the coach in place. She takes over for Kurt Miller. So this is her first year there, her third year in the WNBA overall as a coach. She coached in Indiana during the 2015-2016 season, so two seasons there. Her projected starters, Brianna Jones, who came off the bench last year, now she'll be the starter, replacing Jonquel Jones, who's moved on to the Liberty, as I mentioned. Brianna Jones, by the way, was fifth in the league in field goal percentage, so it'll be interesting to see what she does as a starter. I expect her to do well. Alyssa Thomas, of course, your fantastic player there. She was fifth in rebounds, fifth in assists, second in steals, so she's your Swiss Army knife, guys. She does a bit of everything. Dewana Barna, your seasoned veteran there. Tiffany Hayes, you got via a trade from the Atlanta Dream. And Rebecca Allen, who you also got via trade from the New York Liberty. So, on your bench, Natasha Heidelman, Dijana Carrington, Olivia Nelson Adoga, and Leah Brown, who you just got via trade from the Atlanta Dream. So, on the plus side, Brianna stepping into John Quell's shoes, as I mentioned. And you still have veterans like Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner leading the way. Your minus, better bench depth. You're going to need that bench depth. Of course, the transition from Kurt Miller, who had great success there and actually got the team to the finals last year. So you're going from Miller to Stephanie White. So we'll see how that transition works out. And the point guard position is a bit of a concern, guys. So we'll see what happens there. But Connecticut Sun, I expect them to take a step back from what they did last season. But, you know, you still have pieces in place there so they'll be tough that's for sure you know they're gonna defend and they did lose some pieces in Jonquel Jones as well as Courtney Williams so I'll be looking to see how they make out without those players in the fold team I have ranked six speaking of Kurt Miller the Los Angeles Sparks who are coached by Kurt Miller their projected starters Neka Awumake 
and also Shanae Awumake. So the Awumake sisters, they'll be amongst the starters. And NECA was 7th in scoring. She was 10th in field goal percentage. Lacia Clarendon, so she'll be a starter as well. Lexi Brown and Jordan Canada. Jordan Canada, by the way, was 8th in assists. On their bench, Katie Lou Samuelson, who's actually on maternity leave, so hopefully they'll get her back soon. Azura Stevens. And she was ninth in blocks, and she was a free agent that they got via Chicago. Jasmine Thomas, who's actually rehabbing her knee, so hopefully they'll get her back. De'Erica Hamby, I talked about her previously when I was talking about the Aces. So, three months removed from having a baby, she's back. She was back for a preseason game, and she'll be back for the regular season, guys. And Zaya Cook. They're promising rookie out of South Carolina. She'll be looked upon for this Sparks club. The pluses for the Sparks, adding a winning coach like Kurt Miller and veterans like Hamby, who just won the championship with the Aces, Thomas, and also Zura Stevens as well. Your minuses, incorporating youth with the vets. That's always a slippery slope there. And when does Thomas and Katie Lou return? That's a question that needs to be answered, and we'll see what happens with that. I had Hamby here, but she appeared in the preseason game, and she seems poised and ready to return. So, The Los Angeles Sparks, I think, is going to be a surprise team. I could see them finishing even higher than this sixth-place ranking that I have them in, so... I think they could be a surprise team this year. Look out for the Sparks. And then you have your 7th place team, the Phoenix Mercury. And they are coached by Vanessa Nygaard. This is her second season there. Your projected starters, Brittany Griner's back, guys. Also, Brianna Turner, who was 4th in the league in blocks, by the way. Diana Taurasi, the 19th year in the league for her. And she was 10th in the league in scoring, by the way, guys. Sophie Cunningham, who was a free agent, but they re-signed her, so she'll be back. And Mariah Jefferson, who was 10th in the league in assists. She'll be filling in for Skylar Diggins-Smith, who she announced that she's pregnant. So she announced that back in October by, if you're going to do the math, I guess... I don't know if you'll see her this season. We'll see. Anyhow, the pluses are BG's back. And people around the league are showing her love. In fact, her preseason game, she made her preseason debut against the Sparks. And the Sparks players, especially the Wuma K sisters, was showing her love. So, it's going to be a love fest amongst the players, guys. That's for sure. And is this Diana Taurasi's last hurrah? We'll see. And I expect improvements out of Brianna Turner and Sophie Cunningham as well. Especially with a Brittany Griner back who can draw some attention inside. So I expect them to, especially Sophie Cunningham, to get open looks on the outside. So the minuses are Skylar Diggins situation. We'll see what happens there. 
also given the fact that her and Coach Nygaard didn't exactly see eye to eye. So there's that dynamic as well. And then the minor side is BG transitioning back into the game. I think at home she'll be fine. On the road, I'm curious to see how the opposing fans will treat Brittany Griner. I'll be very interested in seeing that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to go. I know how opposing players going to treat her. They're, they're going to show her nothing but love and affection, of course. But we'll see. So, I have Phoenix as the seventh team. The eighth team that I have ranked... I went back and forth between these two teams, but I think I'm going to side with the Minnesota Lynx. The Minnesota Lynx, coached by Cheryl Reeve. This is her 14th year there. Her projected starters, Nafisha Collier. She returns back. She was on maternity leave, guys, but she's back now. Dorka Juhas. She's a rookie coming out of UConn, so she's going to replace... Well, she's stepping in the shoes of Sylvia Fowles, who we know retired. So she'll be stepping in her shoes. Diamond Miller coming out of Maryland. Tiffany Mitchell, who they got via free agency from the Indiana Fever. And Ariel Powers. That's your starters. Coming off the bench, Lindsay Allen. I thought it'd be Taylor Soul, but she got cut. And Kiana Williams. So, your pluses are rookies Diamond Miller and Dorka Juhas. I expect them to make immediate impacts, guys. I expect that. And Afisha Collier, she's back now. So, I expect her to do big things as well. Your minuses, life without Sylvia Fowles. We'll see how that goes. And then, of course, the growing pain of the youth. I'm putting it out here now, guys. Diamond Miller, I fully expect her to, when all is said and done, to be named the Rookie of the Year. She looks fantastic, guys. I liked her game in Maryland, but I think her style of play really translates to the W. So, I'm calling it right now, guys. Diamond Miller, your Rookie of the Year. So, I expect the Lynx to... Be amongst those last teams making it to the playoffs. All the previous teams I mentioned should make playoffs, by the way. Then you have the ninth place team, the Atlanta Dream. The Atlanta Dream, coached by Tanisha Wright. And your projected starters are, speaking of Rookie of the Year, last year's Rookie of the Year, Ryan Howard, who was eighth in steals. Also, Monique Billings, Danielle Robinson, Alicia Gray, who was 10th in three-point percentage, and Asia Door. That's your starters there. Your bench, Haley Jones, the rookie coming out of Stanford. She'll be coming off the bench initially, at least. Letitia Amma here, your rookie coming out of South Carolina. I'll be so interested to see her game on the next level. At South Carolina, you saw some of it. You saw glimpses. But for her to get a full opportunity on this level, I'll be very interested to see how that goes. And then Nia Coffee as well. So, your pluses, guys. This is the sophomore year for Ryan Howard. So, what does she do as an encore? We'll see. 
adding a vet like Gray, as well as rookies like Haley Jones and Letitia Amma here. And then your minus is, can this club take the leap forward into playoff contention? I think they'll be amongst those last teams battling for a playoff spot. I think they just miss out. So, the 10th team is the Chicago Sky, coached by Mark Wade, his fifth year there. The projected starters for them, Elizabeth Williams, although she's in concussion protocol, she took a nasty fall in the preseason during a game against the Indiana Fever. So we'll see how she makes out. Isabel Harrison, Kalia Copper, their new acquisition via trade, Marina Marbury, and Courtney Williams, who they got via free agency from the Connecticut Sun. Your bench, Rebecca Gardner, Alana Smith, Dana Edwards, and Rufie Hibbert, although she's on maternity leave, so we'll see when she returns, guys. The plus, it's copper time, guys. This is fully Kalia Copper's team now. A lot of the veterans left. Candace Parker, also Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, who's taking a year off, Emma Misaman as well. So this team is Copper's, and I expect her to shine. I expect her to shine this year. I know she'll be an all-star. I expect all-star play out of her. Also, the additions of Marina Marbury, as well as Courtney Williams. I think those are solid additions. Your minuses, how much will the losses of Candace Barker, Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Emma Misaman, etc., how much those losses affect this team? That's a lot of veteran firepower you have to replace, guys. So, I think they just fall shy, though. Although, I wouldn't be shocked if they were to contend for playoffs. You know, I shouldn't sell Mark Wade and his coaching style short, but I'm picking them 10th for the moment. I could be wrong on that. So, And then, two more teams to go, guys. 11th, I'm picking the Indiana Fever. Coached by Christy Sides, who is a first-year coach there. Their projected starters, Melissa Smith. Aaliyah Boston, of course, the number one overall pick in the latest WNBA draft. Kelsey Mitchell, Lexi Hall, and Erica Wheeler. Coming off the bench for them, Victoria Vivens, also Christy Wallace, Grace Berger, the rookie coming out of the University of Indiana, and Queen Egbo as well. And, how can I forget, another rookie, Victoria Saxton as well. So, on the plus side for them, rookie sensation, Aaliyah Boston arrives. I'll be very interested to see her game on the next level in the W. And then, also, you have a nice combination of youth and experience. And so, we'll see how that goes. The minuses... How does rookie coach sides acclimate to coaching in the W? I'll be so interested in seeing that. And of course, developing your young talent on the fly. But I think Indiana does take a step forward. I do like the Boston addition. 
anytime you add a player like that to your program, that can only help it. So very interested to see what happens there. And then the 12th place team I have is the Seattle Storm. Coached by Noel Quinn. This is her third season there. Your projected starters, Ezzy Magbagore, as well as Mercedes Russell, Jewel Lloyd, Yvonne Turner, and Kia Nurse. Your bench, Sammy Whitcomb, rookie Jordan Horston coming out of the University of Tennessee, and Gabby Williams, although we have to see about her eligibility, it's in question right now. She was in concussion protocols, but she went to go and play in France, and it's a whole big thing now. So now they're trying to determine whether she's eligible to play in the W. We'll see how that goes. The plus side, it's Jewel Lloyd's team now. So we'll see how she's able to carry this ball club. And watch out for Jordan Horston, the rookie. I think she doesn't stay on that bench long, guys. I think it's a matter of time before she squeezes her way into the starting lineup. She's that good, guys. So I'll be watching that closely. And the minuses, they're in rebuild mode now with Sue Bird retiring and also with Brianna Stewart leaving via free agency heading to New York Liberty. So, But I think those losses are pretty tough to withstand so i'm picking them 12 guys all right so that is your preview there i did want to talk about the players that was waived there was a lot of them starting with alexis morris of the connecticut sun she got waived as well as her teammate at lsu ladasia williams who was drafted actually by the indiana fever also for the fever, Destiny Henderson. In other words, Henny, she got cut. I had a feeling during the draft when they drafted Grace Berger that I knew it would be touch and go in terms of Henny. I think the franchise leaned more on the fact that they had this local kid there as opposed to Henny. So Grace Berger's her presence should bring butts to the seats. Well, at least that's their hope. I think that's what did in Henny. Bria Beal, also another South Carolina alum. She was drafted by the Minnesota Lynx. Abby Myers, another draft choice for the Dallas Wings. Dee Dee Richardson for the New York Liberty, who was a fan favorite, by the way. Sika Kone, another Liberty player. She was cut as well. Monica Sananu coming out of Iowa, the rookie. She was waived by the Los Angeles Sparks. A couple of Seattle Storm players. Jasmine Walker, as well as Teresa Plaisance. Charlie Collier for the Dallas Swings. This young lady was drafted number one overall two years ago, guys. And she's already, like, cut. I mean, that... That was a shocker there. But supposedly, they may bring her back. We'll see. But that one took me off guard. Avina Westbrook. She was weighed by the Phoenix Mercury. Jasmine Jones with the Washington Mystics. Also, Emily Exler, I had mentioned earlier. Oh, by the way, she was eighth in blocks. She was weighed by the Mystics. I thought her being there... She was the perfect fit 
especially learning behind a Elena Deladon, but that wasn't to be so. Another Los Angeles Sparks, Ray Burrell. She was waived. Kiana Trailer for the Chicago Sky. I thought she had a chance of sticking, but she did not. Taylor Mike Sell of the Indiana Fever. And Taylor Soul. I think I had mentioned her earlier for the Minnesota Lynx. She was waived as well. And I list all these players to say a lot of these players were drafted players. So WNBA, y'all got kind of a problem on your hands. You draft these players, you have this elaborate draft on TV and so forth, and it's like probably like a third, maybe more, of your players from that draft gets waived. I understand, I get it, it's not enough teams, you need to expand, so on and so forth, I get that. And you have veterans that's hanging on by a thread, and these ball clubs are keeping the veterans, they're not giving the young players a chance and the thing is, I mentioned this when I was talking about the draft. These players here, you got to think about the social media aspect. I know that's kind of a taboo subject, but you have to bring that into your mindset because these players have all these followers. They have this popularity. Mind you, a few of these players won championships in the NCAA. So you bring that goodwill into the WNBA, that's how you get fans, that's how you get viewership. So when you do these sort of cuts, it doesn't go over well. It doesn't go over well. I understand we, sh you know, you got to have a product that brings the fans in. And these were popular players that would have brought the fans in even Abby Myers as well I was hearing a lot of good things about her but she got waved so you have to ride the wave and I said it remember that championship game was the most watched game that means people watching that game saw Alexis Morris people watching that game saw Ladesia Williams they saw those young ladies play and play well for you now to I don't know what goes on in training camp. I would imagine, you know, the WNBA game is, I guess, a bit different than the college game. I'll grant you that. But not so much so that these young ladies can't grasp it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying you want to bring some of that goodwill from the college game into the W so you can get viewership. You could get fans. And when you cut popular players, that's that's a problem. So, all right, I think I'm done with that rant. Bottom line, guys, you have to take advantage of the goodwill that the college women game had just as past March and April. So, I think it's smart business. I think it makes sense in that regard. So. I'll just leave it there, guys. All right, guys. So I'm done. This is my WNBA season preview. And I expect a very exciting season nonetheless, regardless with all these teams. A lot of, I know, I get it. The Aces and the Liberty are pretty stacked. But being stacked on paper doesn't mean a thing. You got to play the games, guys. So it should be interesting. All right, guys. That's it for me. Uh, once again, I thank you for listening. You know where to find me. 
all things basketball with GD.com. Find me there, YouTube, all the platforms, social media, I'm there. All right, guys, so thanks for listening, and of course, take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.